Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Becoming Your Own VIP, Mind, Body, and Soul. I'm your host, Rebecca McCants, and let's get to it. Defense, offense, what game are you playing? One day had been part of a long week of dealing with emotions, dreams, and thoughts, experiencing feelings of fear, anxiety, and heaviness. I was stuck in my mind and body with these thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Also in my mind, where we have both our internal masculine and feminine, My masculine was looking to protect as the logical mind was thinking of everything to help me at this very moment and was trying to figure out in a survival mode, battling every thought, defeating one only for the next thought to come up a little stronger of childhood fears of hurt all of the past experiences just coming up one after another. My masculine mind was doing its best, but it wasn't about fighting this alone logically. This battle that was for for so long, I only thought was external, was evident that it is an internal battlefield. I needed to learn how to overcome Imagine how active my mind was with the chaos of the past thoughts, feelings, and emotions as an attack of the soul, the mind, the will, and emotions, while the logical masculine combated it. That means my mind was racing. It had no peace. I breathed as my feminine stepped in alongside my masculine to soothe and to calm down. The mind battle needed to be handled differently. My masculine wanting to be strong, forceful, superior, strong, the conqueror, protector, hero, the savior, throwing everything he has at the enemy that was attacking my mind. And for so long, this style of battle was not successful. And now as I come into harmony, clearing the darkness within and where I was not in unity within myself, along with miscommunication and misunderstanding between the masculine and feminine within, now they are beginning to work in harmony. The feminine is sensitive, spiritual, creative, and nurturing. She asks the masculine to think of what has been learned since the day the walls fell down and redeemed spiritually with a deeper understanding of what it is like to be a spiritual being living a human existence, to pray and ask for help. The masculine now healed is able to be humble and ask for help. So I prayed and I received an image of playing basketball and how I was on defense. But where is my offense? This image was relevant because I love playing basketball and understanding that this was the answer to my prayer within this image. I thought about how basketball was relevant 
and how I would be able to up my game. Thinking about how I've been living my life on defense versus offense, how much of our life is spent on defense, defending ourselves at work, family, with our loved ones, the things we eat, the defense of our body due to unhealthy foods, the medication we take, the defense our body is on, constantly on defense in a war we didn't even know we were in or why, not realizing where their origination even began, why things are the way they are, Defense, defense. How many times have you gotten the ball back and thought, hey, life is progressing and everything's great. Then it it gets all snatched from you or you miss your shot, an opportunity. And now defense, defense, defense. Sitting on the bench because you got pulled out the game for a little bit, crying, with shame, guilt, anger, feeling powerless, whatever you might be suffering and feeling while you're on the bench. Defense. Defense feels like you're losing. You're losing the battle. What are you doing wrong? Should I even play this game? Man, I'm going to quit this game. Defense. 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 Offense is whipping your butt. The scoreboard has them up 100 points and you only got 10 points on the scoreboard. Defense. So now it's time for you to get the ball back. How do you do that? For one, it's to understand where things even originated, where they were rooted within, how they weren't your fault. Not that it's anyone's blame, Because the people who taught you that stuff, they didn't know either. They had the same questions you did, playing the game of life the best they could. And unfortunately, a lot of the people were on the bench a lot. (laughs) And a lot of the people just kept playing defense. Or people cheated in the game. A lot of people got sidetracked, procrastinated, ran, avoided, or distracted. Defense, defense, defense. You know where some of the players are that just weren't in the game. They're just sitting on the bench and playing on the sidelines, just playing, smoking, drinking, not taking the game seriously. And whenever they played it, their game showed. Defense, defense, defense. Those willing to pass the ball to somebody else instead of taking the shots for themselves. Our life is on defense and we don't even know why. We're not even understanding why we're on defense. We don't even realize there's a game being played. In our mind, the back and forth, the struggles of life, the struggles within, the things we have to say about other people, condemnation, the way we act when we know That's not who we are or who we even wanted to show up to be. But somehow, some way, we lost control. Defense, defense, defense. Well, for me, I was either on the bench due to dis-ease, 
chronic illness or on defense quite a lot. Like there were there were times when I thought the shot or I took the shot and got a couple of baskets here and there. But in the end, man, I'll tell you what, when that offense came back and there was they came back like with a vengeance. And there were times I had to be benched due to the conditions with medical or emotional fears, um, worries, doubts, victimhood. I was out of the game sitting on the bench just crying, feeling hopeless and powerless. But then one day through prayer, I got back up off that bench. But this time, to get my A game on. That meant... I actually had to participate in life, which means I had to exercise, eat right, get my health right. I had to get my mind right to start reading. I mean, I had to get rid of all of the things that weren't helping me and build myself back up, training, developing, growing and strengthening as a way to equip me so that I'm a better offensive player. Even though my defense obviously got really good, um, it was like in a toxic form. So it wasn't an educated or controlled defense. I was all over the place, getting ran rugged. I didn't have any strategy. Now, I got up to the point where I was pretty good, you know, at defending and controlling the ball, advancing on offense. Those are the good days. But then the ball got taken away. Those were the bad days. And there were times I was still put on the bench because of fear. Because of the healing that I had to deal with spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Lacking knowledge, still in ways to overcome the internal battle. You know, at at times those memories, they'll come up. And those memories were the offense offensive ploy to keep me down to prevent me from knowing who I am and not knowing what I was playing against when you're intoxicated when you're distracted anyone can pull a wool over your head you're not looking you're not paying attention you're not on your A game Your soul is part of your will. If you are in any way stripped of your will through intoxication, through drugs, through sex, through your habits, you're already at a disadvantage. The ways to keep possession of the ball and play good defense so tight that the offense couldn't score against me defense offense was through repentance of sins shedding the weight of darkness within forgiving having accountability and responsibility learning developing in all ways developing biblical knowledge and why and how it applies to life living by spirituality Not by being religious, but just sharing what I learned of who we are. You know, the the playbook I lived life by for so long just no longer served. I was done being what I thought was the losing team. 
you know, when I prayed and it was in the sincerity of my desire to repent, to change, ready to finally listen to what was always, has always been there. The old playbook of materialistic ways and the standards was thrown out and the Bible, the original playbook and Jesus became my coach and counsel. This process is the renewal of your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul. Daily healing, flexing, and building up all areas within never utilized, things that were forgotten or never even knew was within me. These things I was building up, finding, discovering, utilizing, And when you utilize something for the first time, it's like a kid who's walking for the very first time. They're going to stumble. They're going to fall. They're going to they're going to have a hard time utilizing that knowledge about themselves, especially if they still have a a negative image of themselves or feel they're not worthy to wield such knowledge or insight. Because in the past, without that, you know, they failed and they didn't want to fail again. That was me, you know. I, I, I'm now seeing a different image of myself and I don't want to fail. I don't want to suffer that consequence no more. So you're, you're kind of fumbling and you're even scared to pick it up. <laughs> you're scared to even utilize it. But that is part of knowing yourself and to face things within that you never thought that you could face. I had to strengthen me spiritually, intellectually, intellectually and emotionally on what love really is. And that opens you to truly forgiving yourself and others. You know, when you hate somebody, you're not going to be able to forgive. There's just no way. When you have anger, there's no way you're going to be able to forgive. So you can't forgive immediately. It's through you learning, through you seeing the parts that you played, through you knowing what love is and also learning to love yourself first and loving yourself through the shame and guilt and the blame and the hate and anger you have against yourself and the accusations you have against yourself first so that you can start healing those things and forgiving those things in others. You know, I was never on the losing team, but instead... I was on the team that needed to learn what compassion and empathy was. I was on the team that needed to teach me on how to transform from selfish to selfless, from immaturity to maturity, from unforgiving to forgiving, from shame to redemption, from pride to humility, from hate to love, from fear to faith, from pain to resilience, from pers- uh, to, to develop perseverance, what it means to persevere and to transform your character, your morals, your values, your beliefs, your habits of love and kindness. The hardest days were the days that were asking me to stand up and face my Goliath and become strong in my defense and the offense to become my own VIP in my mind, body, and soul, to honor the challenges and the gratitude that had sharpened my sword, 
and to build me up, to build up my character and to do better and to up my game by treating people the way that I want to be treated. Through this process, you rise up with love over defense and wounds. By doing that, you score a point. If your opponent comes back on offense in a wounded strategy of hurt, pain, and intimidation, well, if your defense is weak and you foul your the offense with the same negative energy, then they keep the ball and score on you. The offense, when now when you're on offense and you're choosing to be humble, loving, and kind, you need to realize it's not weak. It is the ultimate strategy for the defense who truly never knew what love looked like, felt like, sounded like you're shaking them you're breaking those ankles you're crossing over you're spinning around and slam dunking them making them feel like some sort of way something they've not experienced and you're waking something in there you're bringing light into the piece of their heart that was so dark because they never knew love and authenticity that is compassionate yet assertive in a healthy boundary kind of way strong on offense and defense you knew gaslighting once you were on that team already you knew manipulation you were on that team already what you thought was losing team you knew abuse and all other forms of toxicity from being on that what you considered losing team you know about it that was your old playbook and you remember that even if you were the abuser or the victim and you chose to stand up and you chose to repent and change the new playbook and the old playbook combined now has you playing more confidently in a disciplined and a self-controlled manner like Michael Jordan you can't be shaken you can't you know better You know who you are. You're a star player. I knew what it meant to be on the bottom, to struggle, to train, to find pieces of me I didn't even know I had. And you can't take that away from me anymore. You can take your shot and I'll block it. You can shake and move and I'll steal it. The playbook, the Bible, talks about what you can offer to yourself and to others. Not to get lost in the worldly view of what is important, but in the spiritual view of what you are. That you are important. That they are important. That everyone matters. Everything matters. The things you say, the things you do, the way you act, and the way you think matters. 
by you taking control and putting yourself on offense, by learning who you are as a spiritual being, understanding God, God's laws, principles, and precepts, and understanding that the Bible and how it impacts you and how it feels when you live more in the fruits of the spirit versus in the darkness of sadness, depression, anxiety, and fear. You know, we know we could do better. You could be healthy. It just requires your accountability and your discipline that you get up and you go work out, eat healthy, practice self-care, focus on your well-being. You can be strengthened in your intellect if you read books or surround yourself with people that want to talk about the things that uplift another person. You can develop faith by building up a relationship with God and trusting in what you cannot see. Faith, love, patience, repentance, taking responsibility, courage and strength are just only a few drills that you'll be practicing and building up. The challenge is you are in the game. So at the beginning, God may sideline you in isolation to separate you from things that were toxic so he can personally train you, heal you, and put to practice what he teaches you. The lessons and the impact of the life lessons we faced were painful and the consequences were almost insurmountable. You're out of breath. Your muscles are cramping. You might even feel like you may not have nothing left in you. But your coach within you, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they are within you. They are the healer, teacher, counselor, protector, comforter, and it will they will refresh you. And whenever you're off your game, they'll realign you. You do have a cross to bear. You do have something to learn from your past choices. And while actively living and learning in the present, the past happened. You can't change it. But in the present, you can own up to it. And you can learn the lessons you were meant to learn from it because it impacts your future. For all the times taking things for granted or holding tightly to grudges or holding on to a story of negativity and toxicity, it will only hold you in a pattern of feeling like you're on the losing team. You know, there's a quote by Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Our greatest lesson is found in the loss, rejection, and abandonment of love 
If we did not love and value something, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't seek answers. Our greatest teacher is love. We bend and mold ourselves to receive it because wounded teachings on toxic love and of material needs taught love meant to a, this wounded society that it's by your appearance, your status, or your things that you've obtained. Jesus teaches you by faith you are healed, so by faith you are loved, safe, and protected. To treat your neighbor as you want to be treated, you will receive not necessarily by that specific person or that specific resource, but you are by another person or resource. So I'll elaborate. Say for instance, you love something that has been unreciprocated, right? But you give love constantly, not just to them, but to your family, to yourself, to the community. Well, that love will come back by one of those sources, by two of those sources, or three of those sources, or all of those sources. You will be shown love. Right? So, even with resources, you know, maybe you're not being loved by finances right now, but maybe you're being loved through your health. Um, your well-being, right? Remember, we are on different levels. One of you, the person, that specific person or research, uh, resource, you may not be aligned yet and ready to receive that person or that resource due to lessons still to learn, maturity levels, discipline, or something that was just unevenly yoked. And remember that God only gives you what you can bear. Now, if you force something that is, that is a choice made in the dark, and again, you know, again, we've been there, we've done that, and you know the consequences of that, right? We, we've made choices outside of God the majority of our lives, depending on, again, wherever you come from spiritually. Again, for me, I, I didn't have that. I didn't follow that course of life um, with spiritual guidance. So I've made choices based off of what I knew, what, of, what I witnessed and what I felt. And again, that was of a toxic pattern. So therefore, I received toxic consequences. And, um, you know, with your isolation and times that you're feeling lonely, it's not to make you feel that way at all. It's just to recognize you're being molded into something better. And this is your time to heal. Like when I was in isolation, I was surrounded by my family, but that's because that was a environment of love that will give you just enough lessons within those interactions to practice what you're being taught. Like, you know, in your family, you might have some challenging conversations. Well, 
God's teaching you to clear up that darkness and also how to communicate better, how to listen better, to clear out that anger, those fears, those worries, doubts, those patterns, and who he surrounds you with will gradually introduce those things that you are to face, offense, defense. These are your drills to practice. Your teammates you're practicing with. You didn't even realize they were your teammates. That you're, These people that love you are your teammates. And these challenges, both of you are practicing drills together. How to communicate. How to love. How to show compassion. And as you get better and better with yourself and how you interact with those people, your teammates, then you start playing away games, you know? You're no longer playing on home court. Now you're gonna go out on away games and that might be at work. And you're gonna have interactions with employees and, and customers and clients and peers. Okay, how are you handling that? How are you practicing? How are your drills going with these people? Okay. You handling it okay? All right. Let's progress you now into this level. Maybe you can join a group, a hobby. How are you interacting there? Okay. Now you're ready for love. Let, let's introduce your partner. And your partner is going through the same drills. We don't know it. This whole life we've been in drills, practicing with one another. So that was kind of um, something that I've recognized is that, and um, once you solve this puzzle of where the barrier to love is in every area and aspect of your life, then you heal, releasing the toxicity, the abuse and the excess that created the darkness and what you seek finds you because if you are love you choose light then that means you're going to treat everything with love balance and patience and then love will automatically be present and find you choosing the new playbook living in the present constantly being open to learning about yourself within and how you interact with the outer world will lead you more and more understanding, healing, and transformation for the better whenever someone steps up for one-on-one -on -one with you, your partner, your parent, your child, family, a pet, a client, a customer, a friend, finances, job, whoever. Whoever steps up to you that day for a one-on-one, -on -one, choose love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse four through eight. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. 
It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. All right, y'all. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. God bless. Take care. And I pray that this has reached you and that um, this aids you in your journey.